0: Lucy Bevan casting on Twitter at casting Lucy open casting call. We're currently searching for two leading roles in an upcoming HBO series. Details on the flyer below. Please share. Thanks so much. Hashtag casting. Hashtag casting call. Hashtag open call. Hashtag audition. Sure.
1: We'll share that. Here's the flyer. Open casting call. Lucy Bevan casting parenthesis barbie the batman belfast is currently looking for two leading roles in an upcoming hbo television series i like in the uk they're still like not doing the max thing (laughs) boy aged nine to ten physically small the character is wise beyond his years confident and witty he has a natural english accent and is white with blue green eyes blue slash green eyes and pale skin must be under four foot six and at least nine years old by march 2024 for licensing soldier aged 18 to 25 the soldier is very tall and physically strong i wonder if he's as strong as he looks (laughs) he has a humble disposition and is perceptive and thoughtful any ethnicity must be at least six foot four underlined Oh, yeah. Please only apply if you match the requirements for one of these roles. Filming will take place in 2024. These are paid roles. Wow. (laughs)
0: Good for them.
1: (laughs) If you would like to be considered, please send your height, location, and recent photo plus a brief bio and a DOB for children. Applications for minors must be submitted by an agent, parent, or legal guardian. Every application will be considered, but please note that we will not... We cannot respond to all applicants. We'll be in touch if we would like to invite you slash your child to the next stage of the casting process. And there's fine print down here, but I don't think we need that.
0: But they will be looking at all photos.
1: So you send your pics in just <laughs> exactly. if, you want, if you want to make sure someone will look at them. So does anyone know?
0: Oh my god! What this
1: is for, Hannah? do You know what this is for?
0: Listen, did we will this into existence by sheer force of desire for more content? maybe this is so exciting to me i cannot believe that this is coming out as we are in the thick of reading this Mm -hmm. tale middle of book two it is so much more fun to be in the middle of it when this casting call comes out than to not have read it which was me six months ago (laughs) so yeah big news filming in 2024 which what a 2025 release
1: 2024 is a couple months away yeah
0: you gonna apply <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe i think i'd be closer to egg though yeah. a couple inches off <laughs> you could wear lifts in your shoes though i could, I could hit it if i were lifting my shoes you like could. Like, D- like dt is you
0: could you could Hmm. what do you think
1: i'm excited i think it's pretty unreal i think it's pretty unreal that Just the fact that we're getting, we've talked about it a bunch, but a successor show that is good already feels kind of ridiculous. When I heard about all the different ones that we might be getting, some of them being animated as well, it's like, okay, these are things that are getting thrown at a wall to hopefully stick. But ultimately, the folks at Warner Brothers have the say so. Are we going to pay $100 million for this? Are we going to pay $60 million for this? And there's also, do we need more than one property to keep fantasy fans or old school, now old school, prestige TV fans coming back to our streaming platform? Do we need more than one if we can just put it out every year, two years, two and a half years? Do we even need to spend the money when we can keep diversifying on storage wars? (laughs) I mean, because that's watchable. I've been watching, I've been eating up the Halloween content on Max lately. And uh, they're making, I mean, depending on how views are counted, how attention is counted, what the value of their users are related to the things that they watch are. The stuff I was just watching is things that were made in the late 90s and the early 2000s Halloween content. Does that view count less than a view on a GOT related show? I don't know. But it feels like they don't have to do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we're moving so stalwartly ahead, seemingly so, on a Duncan Egg TV series, live action, is pretty nuts to me.
0: It's incredible. It's just nuts. It's incredible. It's almost too good to be true.
1: So the, all the stuff that we talked about before, it's got to be, it's got to be depicted in that way. It's got to be made for adults. This has got to mm-hmm. be a mature series, mm-hmm. even though. We look back on the way that The Hedge Knight was originally dropped, it being associated with uh, comic book art, feeling a little bit more happy, feeling a little bit more lighter, already being a companion book to the series than the original uh, five books out right now. I think it could have easily been something that was adapted in a much lighter version. Absolutely. I don't want to say completely geared toward kids, but think about how the Potter films felt Mm -hmm. where it's it's a similar setup where there's adults mixed in with children and there are serious things happening, but there's also the lightheartedness of egg talking out of line. And so it can be, you can kind of have a third, I don't know what the word is, like a third person view on what the adults are feeling and thinking. But if it's being made on HBO, I feel like we're going to get a first hand account of how they feel about this stuff. So, like I said, it's going to be egg brushing, chestnut near the elm and then it's going to be the way that tansel's fingers are being broken feeling very adult sexually charged etc it's gonna be really cool
0: when you think about all the political drama that's happening behind the scenes Mm -hmm. that there's a huge opportunity to either highlight that more or to make it more overtly dark or drama or part of the main storyline. I feel like so much, I feel like I Dunk gets thrown into, as we saw a lot in this chapter, Dunk gets thrown into this these political messes that he doesn't really understand either the repercussions of or the full story on because how would he? He's just a kid from Flea Bottom. But I could see HBO taking a lot of those narratives and running with them, especially if we're going to try to tie them into this greater story of Westeros and connect the dots between these families and these wars and these... And the
1: two timelines. Yeah, from exactly. the original GOT series, House of the Dragon, this being not perfectly in the middle, but definitely connecting those mm-hmm. together. Yeah, Septon Stephan, or Se- Septon Sefton, <laughs> talking about the drama that had taken place 15 years prior to this conversation, and also... The things that will follow because of it, all the machinations that people are putting their chess pieces in place for now could be a through line in the whole TV show starting from the hedge night when you're hearing side conversations in the stable or at the uh, like the, the Lord's Hall and in, in Ashford.
0: Mm-hmm. Plus, these characters are just ripe for the picking. There is so much. We've said this since we started reading this series. There is so much life in these characters, as we would expect. But I just feel like the translation to screen is going to be seamless. Like I feel like it would be a much larger task to do Fire and Blood, mm-hmm. or to do what they what they've already done, and they did that really well. And so I feel like these characters are going to come to life so well and so easily, just because you could literally lift this chapter was hilarious Mm -hmm. and you can lift so much of this dialogue and conversation and put it on screen and it's going to be completely watchable how do
1: we get on set with clipboards
0: (laughs) (laughs) with i'm an ipad girly now so okay so one ipad (laughs) one clipboard like
1: steely paint one is done it like that (laughs) you would have done it like this here give me the hammer (laughs) Uh so this
0: is very exciting
1: grm also put out a it was either taken from an interview he's done a few interviews recently that folks are sharing on twitter basically talking more about the potential for there being an extended universe with Mm -hmm. his writing his books but also tv shows maybe specifically on hbo so what we've been talking about we've all had suspicions about potentially forming seems to be for sure the the plan and i know when we spoke to him just about he was very fond of what marvel was doing or at least that was the energy of it of what marvel had been able to do and what he did say was the fact that we're getting this much sci-fi and fantasy and popular culture being funded by these major studios being put on theater marquees being put on the main lineup of primetime tv networks um, it's just a really overly positive thing no matter who's making them or how they're being made or maybe even how much people like them just the fact that it's happening is sure. is the most important thing about it and so it seems like like i said the fact that we'd only have we don't only have one successor successor show right now but the fact that we're dipping as deep as dunkin egg because it's one of the only other source materials written is really exciting we're not getting like a fantastic beast spur which is a a story written in the Potter universe, from a different time that was hinted at, but had no actual canon, no written material associated with it, and they they're planning on making a, I think, a six film series with it. That reminds me of what the Blood Moon show would have been from this universe, or what the uh, the First Men show mm-hmm. would have been from this universe. Completely and we know that scratch. that was the second one. Yeah, completely. But the First Men thing would would have been cool even without writing associated with, with it. So I'm curious. Is it the creators or is it the network that wants to do stuff that's associated with already written material? Because I don't think it's about – do these books have enough fans because they've already been written that will guaranteed watch the show? I doubt it's that. I don't think they're banking on the success of A Night of the Seven Kingdoms to sell the TV show or to justify the TV show within their boardrooms.
0: No, but I think they're probably banking on the familiarity – of A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms versus if we're going to do something, The First Men, that's a way more foreign idea to the world of A Song of Ice and Fire than something like The Hedge Knight is going to be, just because um, of everything. <laughs> just because of literally everything. So I could see this being an easy through line. This, These are still ideas that need to be sold because there's always going to be a risk, no matter what, no matter how big the game of thrones audiences or how big hot d did um there's always going to be a risk in in creating something new and so i feel like this is able to draw on that familiarity without with less risk yeah is my thought that's
1: what i'm thinking i'm curious where the risk is being considered whether it's the people creating or it's the folks that are agreeing to pay the money sure to to do the actual probably
0: both probably both but it'll be interesting because are we gonna get, are we gonna have two, A Song of Ice and Fire shows on TV, in the same year? <laughs> you know what I mean.
1: Think about how hot D's coming out. They could be alternating years, yeah. or alternating years and a halves,
0: or alternating six months,
1: alternate or alternating two years. Uh-huh. <laughs> every two years we yeah. get every, four years till the next hot D, but it's cool. We have a new Dunkin' <laughs> Egg right in the middle. So that's the question: Are they gonna call that Knight of the Seven Kingdoms or Dunkin' Egg? That's been a struggle for me to figure out how to name it our mm. podcast app for months now.
0: Mm-hmm. But I feel
1: like you got to go OG with it. I'm curious how they'll do that.
0: I feel like if it was, a, if it was more of a kid's show and more geared towards, or not, a, but if it was geared towards mm-hmm. a an younger audience, not on HBO, Dunkin' Egg for sure. But A Night of the Seven Kingdoms is just, it's pretty powerful. It is powerful. We're here for the fantasy vibes. Hmm. So this is very exciting. So
1: I'm, I'm, Go on.
0: I was gonna say I think that there's still a lot of steps in the process (laughs) yeah it has
1: to go past pilot for one but we're not guaranteed to have it yeah
0: but the fact that we're getting it's fun to read the casting calls and to see them happening and to see the 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 characters come to life at least in other people's brains it's kind of fun to get a glimpse into that process
1: oh for sure it's crazy to see it so r- nakedly put out there on right, Twitter. Also, right. especially like you said at the start of this, during this time specifically.
0: If you need us on set, y'all, y'all, just <laughs> listen. We'll fly ourselves out there. <laughs> we'll pay our own way.
1: <laughs> Pretty freaking exciting. That's how we wanted to start the podcast today because it's a weird. It's a weird time. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be weird next week, by the way. Spoiler alert: We're not gonna be doing an episode of the sworn sword for our halloween episode if you want to know what we are doing for a halloween episode tune in to the end of this episode after we do owns we will tell you that this is how the pros do it Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) give a little tease
1: so what did you think about our actual meeting with lady weber the red spider or sorry the red widow I feel like I've been teasing and setting it up. I've been doing as best as I can to not hint toward the fact that she's a hottie.
0: I had no idea she was a hottie. I was
1: afraid that one of our own said something about her being a hottie. And I was like, you can't look at our Instagram.
0: So I saw that and I still thought that that maybe that was because our owns are sometimes not serious. you know. So I didn't give it much thought. I did not realize she was a hottie. Neither did Dunk. Wow, he was flustered when he realized he's addressing a different lady. The way that George describes the people in this chapter was so funny. He was so cutting about these people and the way that they (laughs) were. And that made me LOL. So I was shocked. I guess not shocked, but I was surprised. And I felt flustered, like dunked it. I was like, oh my gosh, the girly that we've been scared of, we've been talking about like, what is she going to do? Sir Eustace is scared to come here. What's going to happen? And then out comes this girly.
1: Well, out comes Lady Hellison first. Right, right, right. She's like, melons? What kind of melons?
0: My gosh, I need to read the description of her because there was just, I just kept writing everywhere how cutting like that whole scene of of dunk and egg arriving Egg gets shuffled off to tend the horses Mm. and dunks just kind of looking around at all these different people around um the septon who we get to spend quite a bit of time with at the end of the chapter a round white pudding of a man in robes as damp as if he'd worn them in the bath (laughs)
1: Um, oh, man, I've been there. That <laughs> just... one hit me way too personally. Also coming in from the forest, noticing how directly and powerfully the water was redirected
0: mm-hmm.
1: directly to them.
0: Right. To the moat.
1: To the moat. The stream ran straight as a spear. So the water pressure was just so it was beyond gurgling. It was it was it was beyond a happy stream of water. It was obvious that they're getting more than they needed and it was obvious once we got there with seeing the moat that if this felt a little extra i'm curious does the moat have functionality within their well system at the castle itself like do they take water from the moat also could it also be a place that you could store water for later use but it from the way that the the reading felt it seems like it's just for defense like just there's no excess. actual way for it out yeah And once we uh, crossed the gate, went under the murder hole, had the weird conversation, Egg stayed, I noticed all of their folk were preparing for some Mm -hmm. kind of fight. Mm -hmm. And when you put that in juxtaposition with what we've been doing at Standfast, it's pretty sad.
0: Yes. Well, completely. It was funny because at first... Dunks a little bit disappointed when he sees, he's like, This is a castle I've seen. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. So then, so it's like when you're leading up to it, you don't really know what to expect. We see all this nice water.
1: It's sort of, especially being at Stanfast. Sure. But it's like, I've seen better castles. I'm sure you have. (laughs) But that, it seemed to be right on the money. The walls were still crenellated. They had a moat.
0: They had a moat. It was bustling with activity. They have a, an off-brand,
1: off-brand dunk mm-hmm. there to guard. Right, the, he's right. a little short. Mm-hmm. What Lucas Longinch is only six foot seven.
0: Right, he's a little guy. <sighs> just a little guy. Little guy. The Septon was talking at, later in the chapter about how all of these families that were of the widow or the um, the men that died just stuck around and basically leached off of That's what was crazy. going on at this castle. Can you imagine that? So it just, the whole vibe to me was excess and just more and the way that the people were being described, just the amount of activity. And maybe it's just because we've been in a place that's pretty barren for a while. nine people total that we've seen. (laughs) You see a lot of those little tumbleweeds everywhere. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's
1: why it felt. Plus there's no water.
0: Plus there's no water. A little extra. But it just, that was the whole through line that I was feeling of. They have a lot. And a lot is going on and they're preparing for something and something's happening or they're just keeping their themselves sharp. You know, I'm not so sure yet, but I felt like um, it was very prominently described as extra
1: and a little bit better than where we're from. But when I think about stand I think, you know, all the surrounding holes and hovels that people in the pig styes that people live in there, at least they're doing stuff on their own they're not (laughs) completely hanging on the word of the check a lion
0: right right
1: but this place you know i the modern the modern equivalents for this definitely exist they're a little bit less straightforward and that's one thing i like about this genre is that not only can a maester fart a whole lot (laughs) or be sweating through his clothes and it just be directly there in front of you that the sort of grander uh point that the author is trying to paint but uh When you walk into a place that has walls and that potentially could have a moat surrounding it and we're not only in a drought, but we're 15 years post war. But still things have been shooken up so much because of war and because of local rebellion and because of the fact that there's no real hospitals and because of the fact that there's no real technology and we still have to ride horses and clean up their shit to get anywhere. That when you count on someone that has wealth or has some kind of protection, you do just end up very blatantly in this genre staying there Mm -hmm. and crowding Mm -hmm. around them. Mm -hmm. And they very blatantly are in charge of you. And they very blatantly can talk down to you and tell you what to do, which is what she does. Why would you
0: leave? Why would you leave when outside of the moat and outside of their lands is drought and uncertainty but here they have food
1: yeah i know it makes sense it's just a really wonky w- way of existence and a lot of pride swallowing for a lot of these would-be warriors in here
0: yes like i said it felt very cutting to me
1: imagine uh, be, sorry go on so imagine being a lady and being one that can dress themselves and yet this or
0: can't dress themselves four
1: foot nine, twenty-five <laughs> 25 year old girl who's been decorated with as many men as she can ask for has killed as many men or has been present as as many men as she's needed has been put in front of her um, and still not being treated the same way that she is. I'm I'm curious why none of them have tried to poison her.
0: Because they give her safety. Maybe. I don't know. It's a good question. But I feel like probably none of these people are looking to climb any sort of ladder. They're probably just looking for... That's why they ended
1: up in cold mode, not ex- a real castle. Well, exactly. Yeah. Like they're
0: just looking for comfort and the vibes inside of there seemed good and high they were making jokes they were making fun of dunk they were laughing and there's no real threat of something i mean i i guess there always is but they're removed from i guess the main narrative of whatever's happening in king's landing and so um it seems like less of a scary place to be like it's like a comfortable place to be so
1: there's a friend group like this at WorldCon somewhere because the con's been around for long enough sure and so they've had enough time to build it up and they've had enough time for people to hang around
0: yeah we've been <laughs> we've experienced those people <laughs> more than enough times i want to read um the description of the lady that dunk was led sir lucas led dunk into believing was our girl i'll read this whole paragraph. The doors of the castle sept had opened, and worshippers were streaming down the steps. There were knights and squires, a dozen children, several old men, three septas in white robes and hoods, and one soft, fleshy lady of high birth, garbed in a gra- gown of dark blue damask trimmed with mirnish lace. Mirnish. So <laughs> mirnish.
1: <laughs> you see the N in there.
0: <laughs> mirnish lace. Leave me alone, everyone. <laughs> Garbed in a gown of dark blue damask, trimmed with mere lace. So long, its hems were trailing in the dirt.
1: <laughs> oh, they're in the dirt, though. We're that's, just, see, at, that's we're just that cold moat.
0: Its hems were trailing in the dirt, like cutting, you know? Don't judge her to be 40. Beneath a spun silver net, her auburn hair was piled high, but the reddest thing about her was her face. My lady, Sir Lucas said when they stood before her in the septas. this hedge knight claims to bring a message from your Sir Eustace Osgray. Will you hear it? if you wish she peered at dunk so hard that he could not help recall eggs talk of sorcery i do not think this one bathes in blood to keep her beauty the widow was stout and square with an oddly pointed head that her hair could not quite conceal her nose is too big her mouth too small she had she did have two eyes he was relieved to see <laughs> but all thought of gallantry was abandoned dunk or had abandoned dunk by then Sir Eustace bid me to talk to you about concerning the recent trouble at your dam. The dam, you say, your ladyship built it, basically, says. He says, Oh, I'm quite sure I haven't. She replied, Why I've been at my devotions all morning. Uh, so they're making fun of Dunk. This yeah. lady is, she's comfy. She's hanging. She's been praying all day.
1: Praying and drinking. Pray, in the yard. Praying
0: and drinking. Her dress is dragging. Yeah. I mean, listen, I would stay there too if I was somebody like that. So to go from this, I was feeling pretty grim at this point.
1: I didn't even notice all the cutting descriptions. But you're right. Pretty much every observation that Donk has is, is not necessarily looking down on it. It's just very straightforward for what it is. Mm-hmm. And I guess that can be thought of as a bad way to be. But at least it's just inside of his head. He's being totally. nice to him.
0: He is. He's being gr- nice. And I think it's just an observation. You know, right. I think it's meant to help us paint the picture of what this place is like. And then it also really builds up the entrance of the red widow she's hot because she's like,
1: yeah. she's normal <laughs> yeah. that's so funny that is so that's funny that's what it felt
0: like to me at least boy <laughs> you're the red widow he heard himself blurt out but you're too oh my young God. or was it small you meant to say pretty it was pretty you're too pretty to be here you, you aced know? the
1: gallantry there bud <laughs> that was good i like that he said that a lot And then he went on to talk about her gown and she wasn't wearing a gown. She was wearing breeches and a Mm -hmm. tunic from (laughs) trading archer in the yard. Hmm. (laughs) Okay. So I get so much more about cold boat now. I wonder what the perspective was, what the the real life scenario that was being channeled into this. I want to go back to the uh, way that we got there because I think that that Passageway into it could also be thought of in some kind of not necessarily only a modern equivalent, but if you were trying to say what it was that held up a place like this, maybe it wouldn't be held up on its own natural power. Maybe it had to be held up on power structures structures shifting fifteen years before and then now doing something a little bit shady to guarantee the comfort. For someone like Lady Helicent to spend her whole day like that in Myrnish lace. <laughs> when they emerged from Watts Wood, they found themselves well upstream of the dam. The waters had risen high enough for Dunk to take that soak he dreamed of. Deep enough to drown a man, he thought. On the far side, the bank had been cut through and a ditch dug to divert some of the flow westward. The ditch ran along the road, feeding a myriad of smaller channels. So, smart enough to know how to do that well that snaked off through the fields once we cross the stream we are in the widow's power dunk wondered what he was riding into he was the only he was only one man with a boy of ten to guard his back two spearmen barred their way at the portcullis one had a big black beard and one did not the beard demanded to know their purpose here my lord of osgree sent us to treat with lady weber dunk told him i am called sir duncan the tall well i knew you wasn't bennis said the beardless guard So much
0: Ben is hate in this chapter. (laughs) Uh,
1: He calls Egg a stable boy. I'm not a squire. I'm a squire, not a stable boy. Egg insisted. Are you blind or only stupid? There's that Targaryen wit coming into a place like this. The beardless guard broke into laughter. The beard put the point of his spear to the boy's throat. Say that again. Dunk gave Egg a cloud in the air.
0: The whole time we're heading up there... I was so scared of the red widow and maybe we still should be. I think we still should be. She as, seems
1: scary a little bit. There. She seems not only flirty
0: for sure. Like she seems very powerful and scary. But when I was imagining her as like a dry, scary witch lady, <laughs> <Dry>. <laughs> <laughs> that to me was a little more stressful. And so we get to the front gate and then we have this really not really tall, not tall enough. But this guy, Sir Lucas, who's mean, and who's like, nobody gets past me. I was like, we're done for. We're screwed. We're never going to get past this guy. He's going to hold us and interrogate us and... Beat us, and then we're never going to make it through the gates because I don't know his vibe is off. But I do like the Benis hate at the.
1: <laughs> I will speak with her ladyship about Sir Benice and the trouble with the dam, and about stealing the stealing of our water too. Stealing, said Sir Lucas. Say that to our lady; you'll be swimming in a sack before the sun has set. Are you quite certain you wish to see her? The only thing the Dunk was certain of was that he wanted to drive his fist through Lucas Inchfield's crooked <laughs> yellow teeth. I told you what I want. Fight, fight.
0: Fine, fine,
1: fine. I loved.
0: She does not like this guy, and so he yeah. seems like this very ominous character. But she gets
1: to like. She gets to not like anyone that she wants.
0: Exactly, but she gives him a look, and it's like, okay, so we don't got to worry about this guy as mm. much anymore. We're taller than him, <laughs> so and we're fine. <laughs>
1: yeah, you're like, okay, now he's off the radar. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> had to be slightly courteous to him to some uh-huh. regard before.
0: <laughs> he's like TSA. You just gotta. Let him try get, to you get through. Once yeah. you're past the line. Uh-huh. Okay.
1: So when she was touching his sigil and talking about his tunic mm-hmm. and how in Dorne they paint their, their sigils, they don't embroider them. That knowledge of the world around her, the fact that she's so different from everyone, the fact that she has absolute power in that place and the fact that she is so openly being so aggressive mm-hmm. toward being really personal with him could be thought of like oh they have some kind of connection a connection or oh she's really open with the way that she feels about things and she's really comfortable in the place that she's in or at this point the fact that she has this potential to murder people and this potential to see all people as property or as potential pieces of meat um was in my head i think it's easy to get confused by how cute someone might be of
0: course that's her power yeah you know and She's had four widowed or I keep saying that she's a widow four times. Mm -hmm. She's had four husbands and they talk about how men don't want to be around her because they. It's
1: like a death sentence.
0: Exactly. And is it her fault? Exactly. Like, it's hard to say when so many of them have happened in a row. Yeah. That well, this we've been is,
1: talking about Blood Raven, and there's right. Blood Raven in this chapter too. We don't know how much is real.
0: This is all an accident, and so I feel like she absolutely is using that to her advantage as part of her power. And somebody like Dunk is gonna <laughs> fall <laughs> right into the lap of it. And so I'm curious to see how that's gonna play out. But the the whole thing
1: the well, she whole, slapped him. So she did. Well, it could be worse.
0: Maybe he liked it. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but she she slapped him after he said something that instead of it being about potential political matters, it was something that cut her personally. Really personal, So that yeah. makes me feel more ingratiated to the humanity. Of sure, her, rather sure. Rather than the, the evil, potential evil spirit inside sure. of her. Like I say potential five more times, we're going to turn to the pumpkin.
0: <laughs> she has some, she has a heart inside of her. And so she's not some, like I said, some evil witch that's living in this castle. She's, she is who she is, but... Um, the whole time that they're talking and treating and having this whole conversation, I'm like, can we just give them Benis? This will be so easy. Dunk is defending his boys, even though he finds out that Sir Eustace is not who he thought he was. And even though he doesn't like Benis either, but he swore a vow and this is his fate and he's not going to switch sides, at least at this point.
1: God, that was really... Potentially attractive there. It Four was, yeah. No, what do you do in Just a situation give like him that? Venice. Especially Just after go, he found out about him being a black dragon.
0: Go kidnap bennis take him up, sell him up the river, and move on. You know, and you stay have, in Coldmoat. Yeah, and, and for a while, you'll hang at least. out in this
1: little club for the rest of your life.
0: Not for the rest of his life, but after realizing why Sir Eustace doesn't want to go there. There's way more to the story than he ever let on. This mm-hmm. old man,
1: mm-hmm.
0: who I guess we we're endeared towards a little, and
1: yeah, because he's old for one. Exactly, that helps she's, a lot. She's
0: like, not all old men are equal. And his
1: sons have died, and his yeah. wife too.
0: They're not all the same. This guy has a past. He's a rebel and a traitor. And it's like, wow, okay, that was intense. He's not the same yeah. as my old man. But I've like latched onto him because that's what I need, and that's what I know. And so part of me was like dunk why do you have to be so like loyal like why do you have to be such a good knight why can't you just take Castle venice Walt? sell him up the river and move on but he's too nice of a guy to do that
1: yeah it'd be a shame to go all this way too and just turn tail for one the lady probably wouldn't respect it so maybe he's playing the long game maybe with he old is. lady, is <laughs> really smart of eustace to unbeknownst to dunk and unbeknownst to us to set him up with that big story about the red grass field mm-hmm. and about what was really happening with the black fire rebellion at that time why it started and how it finished at least the first one at that point i think he knew that dunk would be getting some of extra information
0: of course he knew he that's won- <laughs> why he sent him and
1: he that too yeah yeah but he was painting the context for dunk where hopefully he would be ingratiated toward him mm-hmm. where he would make up his mind and think that maybe the rebellion wasn't so straightforward right I mean look how evil Lord Bloodraven might be right he potentially is there's th- three more he's using magic and he's not even the hand of the king he's ensorcelled the real king
0: he made the right call on so that. we
1: are the good guys right. really
0: because this, even the Septon is saying the same thing how much control does Bloodraven have mm-hmm. he's the one who's pulling the strings and so that's the narrative that's happening but
1: dunk really hasn't thought about it at least in an aside yet no. To think that traitors are bad Mm-mm. he's still like you said very much about the vow train of thought and
0: he thinks of how that's treasonous when he's talking about blood raven like that and he only looks at egg to see what's going on over there and so i'll be interested if at any point dunk has to come to a decision right or to stake a claim or to stand up for something other than what his vows are what that road might be. I would love to get a scene with him and Egg where Egg can talk freely about either this conversation or some of the other things they've overheard or maybe Mm -hmm. potential conversations in the future. Mm -hmm. Because I gotta know what's going on inside that kid's head when they're talking about his family. And what
1: he thinks about Brendan Rivers. Exactly. What he thinks about the king.
0: He left, you know, Mm -hmm. for a reason. He's not there anymore. And so, what were his experiences or his thoughts? He's a kid, though. And so, maybe it was as simple as he just wanted adventure, but he's got to have opinions about Blood Raven and he's got to have opinions about like an outsider, essentially being so in charge and he's smart enough to maybe have been able to pick up on some of those things
1: i mean he's a he's a king's son albeit a bastard Yeah, but i guess that would be considered a kind of outsider sure. once, when you're talking about the inner targaryen
0: right yeah i think it would be it would be in my mind maybe in egg's mind it's not but the way they're painting him to be at least from like the common folk or the normies perspective is that he's an outsider who's taking control mm-hmm
1: yeah i wonder what kind of information would would be enough Mm -hmm. to turn his head because we've gotten a lot and like you said it's being corroborated by two rival parties right now
0: exactly so how much
1: more clear does it need to be i think he's so distracted by the girl though (laughs) we're not getting far into that that thought process at all
0: (laughs) she's pretty blood raven who I just thought that, that we, we got so much information from that conversation with Deceptin. I was just soaking all of it up because he was speaking so freely and he was speaking- He'd been drinking all yeah, day. he was just like, let me, and even um, what's her name is like, why are you talking so much? He's like, my tongue will be-
1: Oh, I got a quoted.
0: Tell me, yeah, please. I'll, go,
1: I'll get there eventually. I wanted to talk about when they were first sent to speak with Lady Weber personally, when septon sefton brought in the three cups just thought this was a fun mention egg is finally with dunk he'd been left outside but now they've been reunited the first thing he says is don't drink the wine sir egg whispered to him as they waited with the septon in her audience chamber the stone floors in her the stone the stone floors were covered with sweet-smelling brushes the walls hung with tapestries of tourney scenes and battles Dunk snorted. She has no need to poison me, he whispered back. She thinks I was some great lout with peas porridge between the ears. And when Septon Septon was pouring the cups, two cups of wine, and there was the last cup of water for Egg. And Egg gave the Septon a long, dubious look. <laughs> T- <laughs> Ten years old, trying to get a little bit of wine in his belly for this conversation. And then, yeah, I saved all the text from that conversation with, um, with the Septon. If you have any desire to hear it. It's I a just, lot. But it, it's, it's good.
0: It's a lot, yeah. But it, I just felt like the way he was breaking down the family dynamics between all of these different houses. It was a really cool insight into, at least from his perspective his bias perspective, what's going on and how the crown is weak and how war is eminent and how a person like bloodraven is biased but pulling all the strings yeah and And the
1: blackwood bracken dispute mm -hmm. that is definitely going to come to a head and the fact that the guy who's running the kingdom right now has the back of one of the parties because he's related to them um changes things we've got damon blackfire and bittersteel and tyrosh hatching plans for another black fire rebellion. You've got the Greyjoys all along the coast. They attack the farmans at Fair Isle. Shout out to Fire and Blood. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to recuperate and trying to rebuild their defenses. So basically surrounding the both both coastlines of um of Westeros, trouble's of brewing. There's inner conflicts with the Blackwoods and the Brackens. There's definitely going to be trouble in the reach, not to mention the constant trouble that's anything around Mo Kalen and the wall and wildlings yeah. mm-hmm. and any potential magic that might come out of there two more times.
0: Plus all the sickness that the great spring sickness a brewing in the ago. mix of all of it. Yeah. I want to read this. So he summarizes all of that. And then he says, the fat man drank his wine and rattled on as for Eris, His grace cares more for old scrolls and dusty prophecies than for Lords and laws. He will not even bestir himself to sire an heir. Queen Eleanor prays daily at the Great Sept, beseeching the mother above to bless her with a child, yet she remains a maid. Eris keeps his own apartments and it is said that he would sooner take a book to bed than any woman. He fills his cup again. Make no mistake, tis Lord Rivers who rules us with his spells and spies. There's no one to oppose him. Prince Maker sulks up Summerhall, nursing his grievances against his royal brother. Prince Regal is as meek as he is mad, and his children are well children. Friends and favorites of Lord Rivers fill every office. The lords of the small council lick his hand, and the new Grand Maester is as steeped in sorcery as he is the red mm. keep is garrisoned by raven's teeth and no man sees the king without his leave dunk shifted uncomfortably in seat. so the seat. raven
1: sorry, the raven's teeth are surrounding the red keep exactly put that image in your brain
0: he glanced at egg to see how he was taking all of this the boy was struggling with all his might to hold his tongue mm-hmm. but in what way you know that's yeah. so intriguing yeah. to me and so we've got it troubles a bruin and who is at the center of it blood raven <laughs> How many Our eyes boy. does he have?
1: Yeah. How many years does he have? This sounds like treason to me.
0: So, clearly war is coming. I don't know if that's what they're planning for here at Coldmoat.
1: It seems like the conflict with Standfast is what they're yes. planning for. They're
0: not thinking
1: long term right
0: now. <laughs> they're not thinking higher things.
1: But it's clear everyone's got their own plan, all points of power and different governances and Down at the very bottom of it, a place that was rewarded for being on the right side right now still doesn't sound like it's really that much on your side. Mm -hmm. So just a constant state of flux Mm -hmm. from beginning to end in this place.
0: Well, everywhere. I mean, he mentions when the the map is handed to Dunk and we find out that at least the beginning of the spring belongs to them by decree of the king. Mm -hmm. He thinks he can't read it. Everything is ever changing. Power shifts people win and they lose and the hand is turned and there's the only consistent thing is that the power and dynamics are shifting
1: yeah that was such a great point that she made she was like uh the Mander runs through a lot of places but where the Mander lays casterly rock i don't see any casterlies there high garden the gardeners died a long time ago right
0: new people come and they go and they take over Basically submit to me and things will be fine and we'll move on.
1: But I mean, those are good points to be made. I thought their conversation went really well. They uh, bounced off of each other really well, dunked it and embarrassed himself too much as mm-hmm. far as the courtesies that he was, he was practicing to let out leaning into the wine. He said the right stuff. He did. basically leaning into himself. He said the right stuff. And uh, when it got serious, the offer that Sir Eustace put down, one silver stag for Wilm that uh Bennis cut to the bone on his cheek. Although I don't know if it was really to the bone, but he definitely yeah. cut. But knowing Bennis, it might have been to the bone. And three silver stags for the Lady Weber wasn't enough.
0: Well he was like, Well, let's offer it to him and see what he's taking. Yeah, 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 and yeah. she's like, uh, he's gonna take the money. He'll take the money for sure. <laughs> Obviously. Bolt if he could. <laughs> I thought I thought it was funny. It was it was a very candid combo. And so Is she is there some sort of connection between them or is she just good at talking? And that's why she has what she has as a woman whose four of her husbands have died. Mm
1: -hmm. Is that able to keep all these people listening to her for one?
0: Right. Or is there something or like the septon said, my sister likes you like she's into you at the beginning when they come in. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, that threw a wrench into the whole thing of mm-hmm. how you can make up your mind about what kind of person she really is. Because we learned that she actually does need to get married within like it's a span really of three soon. to four weeks. And so those wiles might have actually been wiles.
0: Dunk, listen to me.
1: Let's bring hear it.
0: Venice to her as a marriage offering and do it in a way that makes you look really strong and say i will serve you as your man and your knight here's your boy <laughs> that nobody likes do the honors and then she could marry him and they could he could climb the ranks
1: at cold moat. at cold moat. <laughs> yeah but Listen, remember he's rolling step around above. with a targaryen who has a boot uh-huh so True. it's kind of like the lannister situation she was talking about hmm He was like, yeah, that Lannister boy is not actually going to come for me. He has a lot more hanging out with his uncle. (laughs) Right, right, right,
0: right, right. Very interesting.
1: And you, Septon, have the biggest mouth in Westeros. A large belly requires a large mouth, said Septon Septon, utterly unabashed. Else it soon becomes a small one. So she has the grip, but the grip is, you know, there's people within the grip that have lateral movement. That are able to be how they want to be and to be who they want to be. So, well, how good is cold moat, really?
0: It's hard to say. They just have water there, so it seems really yeah. good, you know? And
1: walls. And, and they have an full. Off-brand Dunk, who she very, very uh, acutely pointed out, was annoyed by Dunk's presence yeah. at all. Why, <laughs> may you ask? Because <laughs> he's four to five inches taller than Sir Lucas. <laughs> Dunk's like, what are you talking about? Of course, imagine how Dunk would feel if someone seven foot three walked into the room.
0: Listen. When you're used to being the tallest one, there
1: he's just uh, making like a squinched up, like grim face (laughs) at Dunk at all times because (laughs) it's her stream. She has a paper that broke my heart.
0: Well, so what are we? That's so sad. What are we supposed (laughs) to make of that? She has a paper that you can't even read, but has a king seal
1: on that. It's like look a paper. (laughs) It's official. (laughs)
0: Does Sir Eustace know that? Like, what are we supposed to make of that whole interaction? Everybody's going to bring their own bias to the table.
1: What Sir Eustace knows or d- does not know, I don't think even matters. Because he's clearly using Dunk just to see what he can get. He's I at the know. end of his years. He's willing to to waste the lives of the Watts. He's willing to uh, go to war for something that he might know is not his. But at the same time, they do need water. So They
0: do need water. But I was like, is there anything that we can take from Sir Eustace as... But like, can we still like him after this? You know, can we still, I guess we haven't liked him, but like, is there any redeeming qualities or have we completely thrown our thought of him and we're now only going to call him so sort of useless because he knew that this was here and he just threw dunk. I don't know what he was expecting, like just to get anything out of it, just to milk whatever
1: small That's what it seems like. piece
0: that he could. He doesn't really care about getting the water back. Maybe, maybe he does. I don't know. There's suffering over there. Does he really care about Bennis or making sure that they repay their debt? I don't know. Like, did he think that they were going to... He knew surely that nothing was going to come of this.
1: When his family was alive, and this is a quote from Lady Weber, chiefly he wanted Coldmoat. So this is whenever the rebellion right. sprung and he saw the opportunity. His sons paid for his treason with their life's blood when he brought their bones home and delivered his daughter to the king's men for a hostage. Okay. His wife threw herself from the top of Standfast Tower, the only thing that she could do to rebel against the moment. Mm-hmm. Did Sir Eustace tell you that? Her smile was sad. No, I did not think so. So, I don't know. But it seems to me <laughs> like he's probably not that redeemable. No. At this point. I he mean, we may, we may go back when, whenever we leave this place and we may have a conversation where we tell him straight up that we have all the information and he might have another angle of it to speak of i mean because if you think about what they are doing at cold mode they are just kind of spinning in circles and that's mm-hmm. not something that dunk respects either and i can't i i kind of think that we're following his morality in this sure that we're not going to decide too much outside of him
0: i think that you're right in that and and as you point out it's not like this place has a lot of They're not going somewhere either. We're not like hitching ourselves to a better upward trajectory. But Mm -hmm. um, it is too bad that. So is Dunk service with him for life? Like, did he like pledge his or is he just here for. That's a good
1: question. I don't think that's been mentioned. Yeah. Probably has some kind of contract. Because he's defending him
0: and he's like, I'm already in this guy, but this isn't his whole deal forever. So I'm curious how that may play out. But. More so than anything, we probably won't get this, but what does Dunk actually think about these situations? And as they're heading back, are he and Egg going to have any sort of conversation about anything? Probably not, because I don't think Dunk is, this is so, it's like, just ask some questions to this kid who's with you, who has the the in-the-know information, but I guess it doesn't necessarily benefit dunk at this point because it's just gossip
1: it benefits us it
0: benefits us and there's the
1: further (laughs) twist of the knife that he's only 10 years old so even though he's really smart and even though he's really targaryen how much can his perspective really show us about what we should be thinking about this current time we have to come up with it on our own right if she remains unwed on the second anniversary of her father's passing cold and its lands pass to his cousin wendell her ladyship has only till the next new moon and as part of their i don't know if you would call it verbal sparring but this conversation had a lot of uh what the kids are calling these days kikiing back and forth and uh, it was going really well but once he brought up adam Mm -hmm. osgrey the final reason, like, okay, fine. You're right. You have this decree. I see the Targaryen seal. I can't read it. Dunk or Egg, will you please come and make <laughs> out this word for me? It's a little smudged. <laughs> they share a <laughs> that, little nod. Did, did you see the illustration? I don't think you have it in uh-huh. your copy. The uh, illustration is, uh, I'll show it to you. I'll tweet it or something. We can put it on our Instagram. There's He's holding up the scroll mm-hmm. and Dunk's on one side and Egg's on the other and Egg's like giving him a look like, I got you, man. Good. That was such a nice Good. moment. I loved
0: I've, the wink that he gives him. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: That's going to be nice to have uh, adapted as well. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be really good. Um, Anyway, he brings that up because that's okay, fine. You officially are right. But what about the fact that they're people also? And there used to be one of them that you liked. And she calls him over, has him kneel. And hits him so hard across the face that it draws blood inside of his mouth. Mm-hmm. And the the aside that he had is that he he his uh, first instinct was to throw her over his lap yes. and to spank her arse like a child. <laughs> Whoa, boy!
0: That was super hilarious to me. Um,
1: them them potentially hooking up, or, or if he stayed, them potentially hooking up. and being together and him just being able to drink and dance around as much as he wants is definitely the thing that's been set up here
0: it is it is i don't think that's very i think dunk needs a little more adventure than that like i don't think he's a home it's not
1: honorable for one it's not where's the integrity in that like so i'm gonna get some free ass is kind of what they're saying they said as many as much chickens and pink meat as you want
0: yeah Dunk's not smart enough to realize that how like easy and comfortable. I think he has some grander. He's not even twenty. More idealistic views. Yeah. Nah. If he was a real like normal twenty something, Uh, not a knight, he would be like, yes, holy, yeah, (laughs) this is the dream.
1: Her hair sits in her lap like a cat. Uh
0: huh. So. All
1: right. So we left, and um, in part five, we're going to be. it's part five right I we're on five or six be heading five. back to uh, Stanfast and confronting Sir Eustace what about this Sir situation what is Sir Eustace
0: going to and say and I'm
1: assuming that we, we're we not we haven't heard the last of Lady Webber and Lucas Longinch
0: I'm so glad that she wasn't old and scary like, yeah. it just adds so I much I didn't want extra. you to be spoiled I wanted
1: you to like read it and feel it, and <laughs> the page as it, it as really in the pages it unfolds she it really worked room, she's actually a little oddity
0: it really worked mm-hmm. and so what is Sir Eustace going to say what is he going to say for himself and what is bennis gonna say for
1: himself i bet bennis knew the whole time that of she was course, this girl
0: of course God, and bennis knew the whole the time worst. what was gonna happen he thought that dunk was gonna essentially pay for his life like he probably thinks that dunk is not gonna come back alive
1: mm. you are taking water for the moat that's one of my owns by the way egg did not get a clout in the air for cutting it. he held his tongue long enough he's like dunk you're saying all the right stuff but call her out for this and inside dunks aside was yeah i was gonna say that next uh-huh. also can we get a more high fantasy word for passing wind the amount of times that oh my he, they, i realized that there's a lot of uh like uh uh what's the word what are cuss words called a cuss there's cuss words i mm-hmm. see i use them so much i don't even know what the fancy way to describe mm-hmm. them is <laughs> uh profanity there's casual profanity in in these books that are our words and i like that because it makes it feel a little bit more grounded makes especially the common people feel more normal to me but uh the fact that the Septon says fart so many times i don't know just kind of pulls me out of it just a little mm-hmm. bit but also it makes this place feel really real so i think that the <laughs> author did it very specifically but the amount of times it happened and the different characters who passed said when, uh-huh. Was interesting and gets my second. That's home. what
0: I'm saying. Comfortable. Yeah, I you guess. Know?
1: Yeah, super comfortable. It's like week 19 in the Big Brother house.
0: My gosh. Yeah, I'm gonna give my own to kind of what I talked about at the beginning. It's just how cutting the description of all of these people are, and the description of the septon that I read about being as his rose being as damp as if he'd worn them in the bath. Yeah, that's rough. The description of um who Dunk believes to be lady he lady Helicent was cutting um the septum again uh is described <laughs> his mood face was flush, and there was wine stains on his robe. Mm. I just the descriptions of these people here were a ten out of ten they added so much rich color, and it didn't have to be so mean, but it was, and I loved it. So my own, to the descriptions of, of everybody who's um, surrounding the Red Widow, who's actually a hottie.
1: Moving on to X and Instagram.
0: First on Twitter, we have at Ghost Chase Killer who says, own to Rohan, obviously.
1: Obviously. And on Insty, from May, own to the spider lady for being hot as f- <laughs> Sorry, that's not a great own crying face. I say it's, <laughs> it's pretty really good. It's a good one. I say it's pretty good.
0: <laughs> and last but not least, Seth, owned to Septon, Sefton, proving nominative determinism.
1: Seth, I'm going to be looking that up as soon as we're done recording. I know some of these words. <laughs> Our
0: philosophy majors did us nothing.
1: <laughs> I'm putting them together in my brain right now, but I want to have the exact <laughs> definition, just like I had to do with crenellated now for the third time, reading this for the third time. You know what to do if you'd like to submit an own for this chapter or for this, sorry, section of The Sworn Sword or for the next that we're reading. Send it to us on any of these platforms and we will shout them out and hopefully get something from them at the end of the day, like we did for May in this episode. Thank you.
0: (laughs) You can find us on Instagram or on Twitter by searching for... Game of Bones, or you can send us an email to contact at com.
1: Halloween episode next, we're going to be reading Aria and the Ghost of High Heart. Yes. It's going to be atmospheric, and we're going to dive right back in and take a small break from this era of Westeros and find out what we need to be looking forward to in the next. I'll probably put some scary music in there at times as well. Hannah can't listen to that though because Halloween makes her sad.
0: No, it does. I don't like scary movies
1: Carve a pumpkin And we'll see you soon Bye